everybody, and welcome once again to Resonant Frequency, the Amateur Radio Podcast. My name is Richard, KB5JBV, and I am your host. Um, thank you all for downloading us this time around, and uh, yeah, this is going to kind of be a short one, but we're going to we're gonna do what we can. Well, first of all, let's uh, go ahead and move on over to email, and uh, we got some, we did get some feedback this time around. Um, I'm glad to see we're finally getting some. Uh, first up, we've got uh, got one from Dave. Uh, doggone it. W6DTW. Hi, Richard. Listen to episode 32 today and realize that I might not have properly noted my PayPal donation to you on the 21st of April. Sorry for the confusion. Also, please note, I have linked your website to mine uh thanks for producing a great podcast and keep up the good work 73 dtw righty. well thank you david and uh i appreciate you uh you writing in to clear that up i sometimes i'm just uh not real sure what's going on with some of this stuff but y'all go over and check uh check dave's site out look around there's quite a few good articles over there that's http colon stroke stroke sparky s-p-a-r-q-i sparky dot blogspot dot com y'all go on over and uh, and t- give that a look okay our next one's from neil uh ng5ng okay richard it is time to put money where my mouth is certainly a better uh putting my mouth where my money is keep up the excellent podcast old man and get on hf with cw that's where the real hams are just kidding uh getting into digital lately too olivia is a babe i'll pony up uh, again later the dollar an episode thing should work pretty well on repeats as i said before i look forward to your amateur radio podcast in my ever, ever NSHO, not so humble opinion, it is the best. 73, Neil, NG5G. Well, thank you, Neil, and we appreciate it. And yeah, those those donations really help. Uh, we got a new microphone, uh, got it in, finally got the mixer board in line, and uh, things are uh, just kind of coming up aces here. As long as we don't end up having some kind of storm that kills electricity, we may uh, may be able to make them bigger and better. So uh, we appreciate everything you guys send in this way. All righty, uh, the next one's from Stan, N7ZQT. I recently stumbled across your program, Resonant Frequency, and I really enjoyed listening to it. I operate a simplex echo station node on 146 dot 535 in tucson arizona which broadcasts several ham radio news programs on different nights of the week i thought that your podcast could be a great addition to my informative uh, broadcast service i was wondering what you would think of them being broadcast for hams and scanner listeners this is just the right type of thing to keep radio alive and hopefully light the spirit of newcomers of course there are several issues with this and uh, i'm only reading this y'all because uh uh, there's some stuff i need to tell y'all uh of course 
there are several issues with this. I would uh, need your permission. I would have to edit the tracks to not contain music, but would gladly insert an appropriate introduction. I would like to see uh, you personally gain from it, but it would have to be uh, approached worded carefully on the air as well as on the coming soon website. I guess there's nothing wrong with you asking for donations and giving away something free, so maybe it isn't really an issue. In any case, I would like to thank you for the, for providing a great podcast. Thanks, Stan uh, N7ZQT. All right, well, I, I sent Stan an email back and uh, wanted to make sure that uh, we could probably make some accommodations and that getting the donation thing in on the, on the air was probably not a big deal and uh, everything else. You'll find that uh, we're going to be cutting the show just a little bit differently uh, because this brought it to my attention that some of y'all may not be replaying the podcast on your repeaters and that kind of stuff because of the overlap on the music. So uh, we're going to do what we can to... Uh, to get that taken care of all right last but not least uh i got an email from w5raw and uh he was having some trouble downloading uh episode 32 okay we've recently made some uh, changes to the website and uh episode 32 i'm not sure what was going on with it when i went and checked it there did not seem to be an issue with it, but uh, I worked with it a little bit, and then we were finally able to get uh, get Ray some uh, get Ray his episode thirty two. Uh, we have recently made a change to the actual website where uh, Resonant Frequency is hosted. We've uh, changed the framework underneath, try and get a better look. Plus, it uh, allowed me to get an AUG feed up. We do now have an AUG feed for Resonant Frequency, the Amateur Radio Podcast. Yeah, it also has its own uh, URL so that uh, y'all can get to it a little easier. I thought it'd just be easier to take care of it that way, and uh, we'd get that... uh, get y'all flowing through that way i still would appreciate it if you would download the mp3s if y'all are downloading mp3 format through itunes or via feed burner but uh, this gives us an opportunity to uh to service the guys that listen to uh prefer the free format so uh that new url is going to be http colon stroke stroke rf podcast dot info info rfpodcast.info and from there you can find the, the rss feeds and that kind of stuff uh we're deciding whether we're going to set up the uh, forums and some other stuff over there uh, and try and move things away from black sparrow media uh, black sparrow media uh, website is becoming a real handful and uh, since I maintained it all by myself and got so many other things going on, that's one of the reasons y'all don't get more than one uh, one podcast a month is because I have so much other stuff going on. But y'all go over there and, uh, and use the forums at Black Sparrow Media. Uh, check things out when we get it posted over there. And uh, y'all go check out the new Resonant Frequency website because uh, I'm kind of impressed with it myself. 
Okay, so uh, we did that. We can talk about donations. Uh, donations are important. Uh, I understand that, uh, and I I really don't want to end up sounding like them guys over at Linux Action Show. You know, uh, it's bad as watching TV listening to them guys because it's uh, everything they say they've got their hands out. But quite honestly, I do this with my own money and my own time. And uh, the donations that come in go straight back into the podcast, and every last one of them is appreciated. Every last one. In fact, we just purchased a new microphone. Well, a used microphone, but a better, much better microphone, which allowed us to, uh, has allowed us to hook into the mixer console that we purchased uh, a month or so back. And uh, we're gradually working our way towards being able to uh, uh, get other people on, mix in some different audio, maybe even be able to record some phone calls so we can start doing interviews again. Can't guarantee it. But we're we're working our way that direction and looking at the options. Y'all make sure y'all visit Linux in the Ham Shack also. Uh, we're doing things over there that uh, is... Uh, definitely getting things pointed in the right direction and even if you have no interest in linux at all we do talk about open source and uh, and free amateur radio software over there so y'all come on over and uh, and uh, give it a look we also do a live show every uh, every other week uh, we record the show live and then russ uh, uh, russ throws out the bad bits and we put it out as a podcast so y'all come on by and uh, give it a try. And while we're talking about live shows, let me uh, let me go ahead and interject here. I'm uh, I'm wanting to possibly put together one or two live shows a month for resonant frequency. These uh, these could possibly happen on the uh, alternate weeks from the uh, Linux and Hamshack podcast. Uh, I have the equipment now to do most of it and uh, me in the process of trying to figure out how to make the rest of it happen uh, one thing i need from y'all is uh what i'm thinking about a live as far as live show is a uh, a round table type thing we get a handful of folks in there and uh, sit around and talk about uh, stuff that's amateur radio related uh, there's a, as far as I can tell, there's not a show like that for amateur radio at this time. And I think we ought to get on in there and, and make it happen because there's a lot of folks out there listening to the sound of my voice right now that have plenty of expertise and could really, really help a lot of folks. So, uh, if you have a microphone hooked up to your computer or a webcam and a microphone, Please get in touch with me. If you're interested in doing this, it'd probably be an hour, maybe two hours, one night every other week, and uh, we'll just get in there and hang out and drink coffee or whatever and uh, talk about it. We will have chat room happening also. That's part of the service I'm using, so uh, we can uh, definitely see about getting this thing going. Also... Uh, since we're talking about chat rooms here as of the last two weeks i've been holding open a chat room for us on freenode.com or freenode.org freenode the irc service anyway 
I'd like to invite you all to come on over. Once again, it's not a set-in-stone, lockdown uh, chat room over there, but I am trying to hold it open with an IRC client at this end. And uh, y'all are welcome to come over, hang out, and chat with each other, and use it, and whatever you want to do. The room is uh, hash resonant frequency, one word, hash resonant frequency, one word. I believe I've set up a page over at the uh, resonant frequency uh, website at uh, rfpodcast.info, so you can uh, use a use the java to get into the irc chat room if you want to if you're using the irc client then uh, you can get in that way also that i took it over to free node because one over at uh, over at ustream where we do our uh, live stuff and where i'm considering doing our live stuff is uh it's kind of hard to get into okay so we talked about chat rooms we talked about websites we talked about live shows which we really want to try and get the live show happening and i think we pretty much got it all covered and i guess we'll play a little music and move on to the next segment
show we were talking about uh whose repeater is it anyway and why can't i use whatever frequency i want and all this other stuff and uh we'll just call this uh whose repeater is it anyway part two thanks to that show uh one of our listeners my father (laughs) uh, sent me a link in an email which uh is kind of pertinent to what we discussed they big listeners over there at the Bailey household. I'd like to say hello to everybody over there. But anyway, this is a uh, a copy of a certified letter sent to an amateur radio operator in Georgia uh, concerning just pretty much exactly what we were talking about. Let me go ahead and read through it. You know, I'm sorry about this, y'all. Y'all know I'm not the best reader on the air in the world. But uh, that's why y'all get this particular program instead of a news-related program, because this is not Amateur Radio Newsline. Anyway, so it uh, it starts out, the trustee of the WA4ORT and NM4W have requested by letter dated January 14, 2009, that you refrain from use of their repeaters. The written request was issued as a result of your failure to follow operational rules set forth by the licensee and the control operators of the repeater system for their users. You were previously issued several requests to refrain from using the systems, but failed to comply with them, necessitating the formal written request. You have failed to comply with the formal written request, as well as... You were heard and recorded operating on the system more than a dozen times by the control operator and the club president since the uh, since January 14, 2009 letter was sent. The commission requires that repeaters be under the supervision of a control operator and not only expects but requires that such control operators be responsible for the proper operation of the repeater system. Control operators may take whatever steps they deem appropriate to ensure compliance with the repeater rules, including limiting the repeater use to certain users, converting the repeater 
to a closed repeater or taking it off the air entirely. Please be advised that the Commission expects you to abide by the request of the control operator that you stay off the NM4W and any other similar request to cease operations on any other repeaters by any other repeater licensees, control operators, or trustees. Use of the WA4ORT or NM4W, again, after receipt of this letter, could be, letter could subject you to severe penalties, including license revocation, monetary forfeiture, or a modification proceeding to restrict the frequencies upon which you may operate. Sincerely, guess who? Laura L. Smith, Special Counsel. And with a carbon copy to the South Central Regional Director. Okay. In an email dated uh, January 8, 2009, the control operator advised you that you are restricted from operating on the repeaters and on January 13, 2009, you were conf- confronted while on the WA4ORT repeater uh, by the control operator and the club president and again advised that you were prohibited from using the repeaters. Fines normally range from $7,500 to $10,000. That's the uh, letter or a co- what was sent to me. Now, what it sounds like is they've got some uh, issues over there. They're probably much deeper than the ones we spoke about last time. But that doesn't really mean anything. It kind of comes down to repeater belongs to them. They can say what can can and can't be done on it. Freedom of speech really doesn't enter into it. You know, I had somebody throw up the freedom of speech uh, argument with me when I was discussing it uh, here locally. And unfortunately, freedom of speech is all lovely. You know, you have rights and all this good stuff, and we all know this, but we have to understand that just because something appears to be public doesn't mean it is. I learned uh, years ago when I was working uh, security that a grocery store, a restaurant, an apartment complex may look like public property, but they're not. In the case of a grocery store, or a movie theater, or a restaurant, that is uh, it's private property. It's like being in somebody's house. And we have the same thing going on with the repeaters. Now, this is kind of vague in the way it's worded. I'm sure they knew what they were doing when they sent this letter out. It doesn't say you will be subject. It says you may be su- you could be subject. It uh, also, to me, looks like they're trying to stay within that gray area. You could be fined. You may be fined. But the whole point of it is, why would we even want to worry about this? There are some people out there that want to make a point. You can't tell me what to do. I have a license just like you, and you can't tell me how I'm going to operate. However, this has the potential to wind up into a real court battle because they can have a hearing to restrict this man's license, and 
since they already have lawyers on staff, then it's going to cost him big bucks to keep from losing his privileges. You know, it's easy enough to just uh, go find somebody else to play with. You know, I've had similar situations in the past that people I was dealing with in the hobby were just getting unreasonable and hard to deal with. So there's plenty of frequencies out there, plenty of repeaters. I don't know how things are in that particular part of Georgia. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Every two meter and uh, 70 centimeter pair is full here in DFW. So there's plenty of repeaters to go hang out on if you want to go hang out on the repeaters. I hold an advanced class license, so if I don't want to hang out on the repeaters, I can go down on ATF and hang out down there. But, like I said, this is exactly the point I was trying to get to. The repeater belongs to them. There's no mention in here of not using the frequencies that the repeater's on. But, once again, Control-Op and Trustee, they're in charge. They're a machine. Okay, since that was a short subject, and uh, we're going to probably have a short show anyway, let me approach one more thing before we go. Recently, we had a situation here locally where it's time for us to do one of our annual public service events. Well, for those of you that have listened to the show for a while, y'all know that I am not a big fan of APRS, but that's okay. Uh, I've seen it not work so much that that's the main reason I'm not a big fan. However, somebody decided to run their head to the city out here. They decided a year ago they wanted APRS for this particular event this year. It'll be going off in about a week, and it may or may not fly. It didn't fly the last time. That's why we haven't really done anything with it since. But the whole point is what this brought to light was that uh, not everybody has the same equipment. And those of us who have been in the hobby a while, those of us who take the time to get the equipment, build up our stations, and make sure that we have the equipment to do stuff, sometimes we forget that there are people out there that don't have the same equipment we do. And this is one of those cases. Now, I'm only picking on them because this is the most recent case of it. I've seen it for years. The people in charge of an event or setting up something that's amateur radio related assume that because they have a couple of dual banders and uh, three or four handy talkies and HF rigs and everything else, that the guy that's new to the hobby, the guy that hasn't been in the hobby very long, has the same equipment they do. And to get a little more specific on this, they're taking the APRS and using it on VHF. Well, here in this part of the country, VHF is the main emergency communications band. It's the one everybody goes to get their uh, first radio. They gravitate directly to two meters. Now... They're going to put run voice or phone over on the 70-centimeter band. Well, I remember when I first got licensed. And the first radio I had, the first non-HF radio I had, 
was a two meter handy talkie. In fact, it was a gift or uh, a bribe for me to take my technician class license. And I ran that handheld for a long time. For those of y'all that have been listening for a while, y'all heard my uh, handheld as a first radio episode. And when I finally did upgrade to a mobile unit, it was a two-meter radio, simply because that's where everybody was. Some places in the country, 70 centimeters is a, a big going thing. Here in DFW, it's pretty dead. Like I said, all those frequencies are filled up, but uh, there's not a lot of activity on those 70-centimeter repeaters. So you got the new guy that's just in. He's not some guy that makes sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars $80,000 a year. He's some guy that works closer to minimum wage. And one of the responses I got when we were having the, uh, having the uh, discussion back and forth concerning this situation is uh, one guy popped off, well, you know, if they're making minimum wage and they go buy a radio instead of buying food, then something's wrong. Well, when did this become a hobby for rich guys? If I remember correctly, at least when I got licensed, there were a lot of folks out there that had built their own equipment, mostly because it was kind of expensive to go out and buy it. I myself was working a minimum wage job when uh, I first got licensed. And the fact of the matter is that it took me a long time to build my stuff up. And at one point, here a year or so back, I had to sell a bunch of it because I had so much of it. But once again, we're not looking out for the new guys. We're assuming that these new guys are going to go run out by dual band radio, dual band handheld, they're going to be able to put APRS on the air on a two-meter radio. And admittedly, radios are a lot cheaper. But we assume they're going to go out, be able to go out and put uh, APRS out on a two-meter machine, on a two-meter radio, and then turn around and talk on the 70-centimeter uh, side. That's what I was saying a second ago. Yes, radios are a lot cheaper than they were when I first got licensed. Your average two-meter rig was well over $200, sometimes close to $300, just for a, a, a basic VHF radio. 440, you could get single-banded 440 radios for about the same price range. But dual-banders, oh, man. My first dual-bander was an Elenco simply because it was the cheapest one, and I think it was uh, almost $400. So, you have to take this kind of stuff into account. For you new guys, y'all don't get depressed. Because if you lobby hard enough, these folks will understand that you don't have the money to go out and throw down on a bunch of radio equipment just because you got your license a week ago. One of the big pushes here at Resident Frequency is to make sure that uh, you guys can start for a, uh, a little bit of buy-in and build from there you know all these other guys they expect you're gonna jump in and buy everything had one guy send an email to the other show talking about well do i need to go ahead and buy up a bunch of equipment and then get started from there <laughs> no start small 
And for you guys that have been around a while, y'all, uh, y'all stop and think about it. Stop and think about when you first got licensed. I keep citing statistics that were given to me by one of the ex-section managers, uh, one of our past guests, Roy Raby. You know, the majority of folks that get their license never get on the air. The majority of folks, and this is one of those league estimates, the majority of radio operators that get their license never get on the air. That means they don't key a radio, they don't talk on a radio, they don't own a radio. And that's because a lot of the guys that have been around a while spend so much time trying to convince them that, well, you know, if you can only afford one radio, save your money up until you can get the best one the best one you can. Well, that doesn't work. So, y'all take some of this information with you. I understand this is a short episode, and uh, we kind of rehashed something, and uh, uh, that this last bit may very well qualify as rant. But it just kind of irritates me. You know, I've been licensed. Uh, I've been licensed twenty years now. I've seen some changes in the service, but one thing that never changes is that the guys that have the money assume that everybody else can go do what they do, and the guys that don't have the money tend to just hush and go away, because we as amateur radio operators, for the most part, don't speak up for ourselves within the amateur radio community. There's a few, but the new guys, they don't want to be perceived as a problem. They don't want somebody calling them, oh, you're an XCBer on the on the repeater you know they don't want any of this stuff and i don't blame them and considering the state of uh, technology there's a whole lot of other places whole lot of other places to invest your time your knowledge and your expertise i spend as much time working on computers as i do radios nowadays and i bet a lot of y'all can identify with that so y'all go ahead and uh, and use that information for what it's worth. And uh, I guess we'll go ahead and listen to some more music if y'all don't mind. I like to get low down All of you mamas better lock up your daughters Cause a boogeyman's in town Call me the boogeyman And nobody can do it like I can Call me the boogeyman I'm a king-sized boogeyman I used to play in a five-piece band Down on the county line down there just to do the boogie woogie man I wound up doing time call me the boogie man and nobody can do it like I can call me the boogie man 
call him the boogeyman they call me the boogeyman all right well that pretty much wraps it up and, uh, we'll uh, have y'all another fresh one next month i'm sure sorry about this one being so short but i have really had my hands full a lot of stuff going on on this end y'all do remember that uh as of today uh hurricane season officially starts so y'all be ready for uh, whatever may come our way I know there's one guy I follow on Twitter that uh, all it has to do is look like it's headed for Louisiana and he starts losing his mind. And I'm not real sure what that's about because he's in Texas. But that's okay. Uh, Everybody's got to have their own way. All right. Well, I'd like to thank all y'all for tuning in this time. uh, Y'all make sure you, you keep downloading us. Uh, go over and check out the new AUG feed, those of y'all that prefer the free format, and uh, I hope it uh, hope it works out better for y'all. And uh, with that, let me go ahead and give you some information. You can get a hold of me at uh, kb5jbv at blacksparrowmedia.com, kb5jbv at blacksparrowmedia.com, or you can visit the forums over at Black Sparrow Media. Uh, just go on over there and click on the forum link and go on in. Uh, the forums at uh, rfpodcast.info are not actually active yet, but you can go in over there and start posting some messages if you like. Uh, that'll get her going and uh, give me a reason to uh, decide whether I want to use uh, have forums over there or not. Uh, I'd like to thank Iota Promonet for the music heard on this program. And... Uh, I'd like to thank all the folks that have been helping us out. Uh, J.R. Woodman, uh, Cheryl up there in Missouri, 
and uh, so many others of you. Don't forget, we're trying to put together a live show, so if that, uh, if you don't mind hanging out and talking on a microphone, especially you Echo Link guys, and uh, talking on the talking on the internet for a while, this might be a good fit for you. With that, I guess we'll go ahead and wrap her up and uh, move on down the road, and uh, we'll see what uh, see what the next few weeks bring. Uh, Y'all take care of your families in 73.